One of the very early Christian hermits of Egypt once said this. He said, the time will come when people will be insane. And when they see someone who is not insane, they will attack that person saying, you are insane because you are not like us. The hermit who made that statement, a man known as Abba Anthony, said those words way back in the 4th or 5th century. But I wonder, did he say them because God gave him a vision of life in the 21st century? I think that's a very good possibility, since we are definitely living in a time of what I would call cultural insanity. And nowhere is that more evident than in the current controversies concerning sex and gender. Today's Gospel reading, Jesus says those famous words, From the beginning, God made them male and female. Sex, according to Jesus and the Word of God, and good science, is binary. Two X chromosomes make you female, one X chromosome and one Y chromosome make you male. And yes, there are cases of people being born with birth defects that affect their genitalia and cause confusion, but these are medical disorders that thankfully are very rare. Well, needless to say, a lot has changed in recent years. Now we are told by certain experts, put that in quotes, that when we classify human persons, we should no longer use, use the references of the two sexes, male and female. Rather, we should use the category of gender, which they consider to be a broader and much more fluid concept. This basically means that to those who believe and teach this stuff, your gender is whatever you say it is. Objective reality doesn't matter anymore. Neither does good science. In one article I read this past week, the author claimed that there are at least 63 possible genders that a person can identify with. 63. Here are a few examples. There's the masculine bisexual woman. There's the masculine male-attracted hermaphromale. There's the feminine homosexual andromale. And my personal favorite, the androgyne female-attracted hermaphrofemale. I say that ten times fast. My brothers and sisters, this is insanity. It is pure, unadulterated lunacy. But it's a lunacy that's fast becoming mainstream, which means that your children and your children's children are going to pay the price for it. In fact, some young people already have paid a heavy price. They've been taught this garbage in school because they believed it. It's led them to make some bad decisions. Some decisions that will have re repercussions in their lives for the rest of their lives. They've made these bad decisions in most cases with the support of medical doctors and psychologists. I wrote about this 
in one of my editorials last week in the Rhode Island Catholic. That's one of the things they've asked me to do in my quote-unquote retirement. Every three weeks I write the two editorials for our diocesan newspaper. You might have seen this. What prompted this editorial was an important policy statement that was recently issued by one of the largest associations of pediatricians in this country. That means it's a policy that will directly affect hundreds of doctors and literally thousands of children. Before I read this, I want to publicly thank Dr. Michelle Patella. I had her proofread this editorial to make sure that the medical information and the statistics in here were accurate. So here it is. Two weeks ago, the American Academy of Pediatrics published a policy statement in which it urged parents to accept the gender identity their children prefer and to disregard their children's actual biological sex. This is just the latest step in the advance of gender ideology, something Pope Francis has condemned quite frequently in recent years. Gender ideology maintains that everyone has something called a gender identity that does not always match his or her biological sex. Anyone experiencing this inner conflict, known as gender dysphoria, should be supported in transitioning from male to female or vice versa. In children, this transition involves the use of puberty-blocking drugs, which are not FDA-approved for this use, and cross-sex hormones. Together, these drugs often cause permanent sterility and increase the risk for many serious illnesses. Youth may then opt for irreversible mutilating surgical procedures to remove healthy body parts, such as double mastectomies at the age of 13 or genital surgeries at age 18. That's a pretty big price for a confused young person to pay for a psychological disorder which, with some care and counseling, would eventually resolve itself in the vast majority of cases. According to the fifth edition of the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, as many as 98% of boys and up to 88% of girls with gender dysphoria come to accept their biological sex by late adolescence. We must help wounded children heal and accept the biological truth about themselves. We shouldn't be treating them as pawns in a trendy social exper engineering experiment by giving them unnecessary and dangerous drugs and surgeries. The leaders of the American Academy of Pediatrics who published this statement should already know this, which should lead them to revise their policy. I could have added and reversed the insanity. When the Pharisees questioned Jesus about divorce, our Lord proceeded to give them a little history lesson. He took them back in time. But not just to the time of Moses. That wasn't far enough. To clarify the Father's will concerning divorce, Jesus took the Pharisees back to the beginning. To the beginning of human history. To God's original plan for men and for women. That's precisely what we need to do with respect to issues related to sex and gender, at least when we're dialoguing with believers.
from the beginning, God made them, not with 63 genders, God made them male and female. Accepting that clear and simple truth, my brothers and sisters, and living our lives accordingly is one of the best things we can possibly do, do today for ourselves, for our society, and especially for our young people, for our children. Many people will say that we're crazy. That's true. But please remember this. If everyone is running toward the edge of a cliff, a cliff with a 200-foot drop, and you are the only one running in the opposite direction away from the danger, you look like the crazy one. But you're not. 